0: This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza.
1: 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. And good evening,
2: guest hosting for the Hall of Famer Ron Raver. I'm Bryce Kendrick with another edition of Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, Cecil Eisen and the staff here at Eisen's Family Pizza, Garings Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. We have another set of four area varsity basketball coaches joining me tonight. Up later, P.J. Metz of North Decatur, Kendall Wildey of South Decatur, and Tyler Teasing of South Ripley. But up first, we're pleased to have back the head coach of the Batesville Boys program in his 14th season. He is coach. Aaron Garrett. Coach good evening and welcome back. Hey Bryce good to be here. It's so uh, good to have you once again and you had two very tough opponents over the weekend Franklin County and Connersville. Uh, Let's start off with Friday's matchup in Brookville. Um, Arguably there's not a hotter team in the area right now.
3: Yeah they they have they're playing really well and coming into this season if you looked in November as you're looking at this the schedule over the course of the season just with the IEC matchups that they are and just what they had coming back we knew this would be a tough weekend with back-to-back with Franklin County right. and Connorsville, and it proved to be so. And the thing that stands out to me about Franklin County is Chad Cox. He scored his 1,000th point this season. Right. I was just talking with Coach Metz here. I think he's as athletic as I can remember over the course of my 20-plus years in just terms of explosiveness, leaping ability. He has that length to go with it, and he plays hard. Yep. Right, so what a what a combination and super happy for him. I, I know he, he works at his game, he's he's gotten better all four years I've coached against him. His personal story is very heart touching and, and I'm just happy good things happened to a good kid. Wish we'd have got the win, but in terms of a, a an opponent I respect and he's got guys to go with him. The uh, Ertle kids in his third year of varsity basketball. Bolos at the point has, has really really improved. And Stokes got in foul trouble, so didn't have yeah. to deal with him as much.
2: Actually, they had a few players in foul yeah. trouble. Yeah,
3: but he's uh, he's still a difference maker inside, and they've got they've got other players to go with them. So I think the Wildcats they're having a really good year, and Coach Foster in his first year is is doing some nice things. He's got them playing together, and yet another team in our our sectional that'll be a, a very very tough opponent. We talked about Cox, and, you know, you held him to nine points, and the Ertel kid was the one that uh, that uh, led the team in scoring. But what do you think was the uh, biggest
2: biggest point of that uh, game on Friday night?
3: And, Bryce, you've watched us know, too, and, and what's happened is our zone, I, I think it's getting better and better. Mm-hmm. A couple slides weren't there, and they got open looks. One of them was on a out-of-bounds play, which we dropped, and another one was just in, in zone offense. They did some actions nothing in that game we hadn't seen before but you do you, you guys are out there playing and right. we got to remember as coaches and fans and announcers that they're getting fatigued and that fatigue sometimes sets in on the mental front and we did they just got away from us but to Franklin county's credit they knocked down the open shot they did right yeah. and then on our end we got some things going offensively but and, and you remember how that game started mm-hmm. we had we had a couple good looks and they met us at the rim penny and it's the backboard right but what I love about my guys is they they stayed pretty neutral in terms of they didn't think oh my gosh woe is me we're not we don't have a prayer tonight they just kept battling we battled i think it was 17 13 at the half and then they with, with where we're at right now and especially with thomas out if we're down eight to ten points that's quite a hill for us to to get over right and it proved to be that against against franklin county
2: uh, rebounding uh, certainly was a factor in that game they got you by nine according to our notes 21 to 12 and uh, it just wasn't a very good
3: shooting night where they end up hitting around fifty percent. You're down around the thirties. Yeah, and and we um, our zone if if we have one guy that doesn't get to the proper rebounding position and then hit a body, mm-hmm. so not just get to the right area we need you to cover in that zone, but also get into somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's and we'll talk about that in a minute. But that's what hurt right. us against Connersville as well is we we gave up some just untimely costly offensive rebounds that were then converted, and, and we don't have much margin of error if any. Right, right. So against against, especially two quality opponents like we had this past weekend. Yeah, that there you go. Yeah,
2: and that really was the story. I thought in the Connersville game was rebounding because you shot the ball very well, but Connersville beat you on volume, and it was really because of what they were able to do with the rebounds. Yeah,
3: and with the Connersville game, hey, we know Coach Brown has got a system there. There's a reason why they've spent some time at number one in three A, mm-hmm. why they were invited to the Hall of Fame Classic. So very well coached, and, and a team that plays together. I was. Live, I was, Williams really hurt us with his passing. Mm-hmm. Obviously crashed the boards, had some baskets, hit that first three against us. But some of the passes that he saw and was able to execute, we got we to gotta sharpen up our zone. But then Brown hurt us inside. And, and what blows me away, and where I'm proud of my guys, Bryce, we don't hit a three. Had some good looks. They didn't go down that night. Right. We shot right around 50% from the free throw line. Left about 10 to 12 points on the floor from free throws. We... we um they they almost doubled us up in in volume and attempts. Right,
2: right
3: now, and we're playing. We've got to play a certain pace. There's no that's no secret to anybody. We're gonna have a hard time with with Thomas out really running and gunning with teams. But it's not like on Saturday Greensburg. It was very specifically played that way, mm-hmm. and and we were able to and we could continue to get good looks. Saturday, it wasn't necessarily that way. But then we didn't control our rebounds. Right. We gave up two offensive rebounds on free throw blockouts. We had not done that in four games. We gave up two of them there on Saturday. And then we gave up some some costly offensive rebounds, where again, if a guy or two in our zone doesn't get to the spot and hit a body, I mean, Brown's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Williams comes flying in there, etc. And they got those putbacks. With all that being said, going over from three, it was eleven point game. Right. And where I was, in and. I know how things get out, right? I usually don't say much after a game. I learned that from, from Coach Hoover long ago. Because anything I say in the heat of the moments, I'm probably going to regret the half of it, right? I right. usually just say I'm proud of them, I love them, right? They put themselves out there in that arena, they compete, they set themselves up in an area where they could fail in front of others. That's not easy, right? Saturday I wasn't so happy because right. what I want to guard against is this idea, this notion that, hey, we, we battled, we Thomas is out, we battled Connorsville and, and we were close. Mm-hmm. No, we want to win. Right. And what I'm trying to get these guys to believe is we're good enough to win now. And against good quality opponents, this past weekend was two really good quality opponents. Frank County was on the win streak, like you said. Right. And my goodness, Connersville plays a schedule. Yes. right? But we were right there with them. But I've got to get these guys believing that they are good enough to, to win. As a collective team, we are good enough to win. And I think good things are ahead if we can get that mental aspect right. Right.
2: We were um – Talking about the games ahead now and uh, a couple more quality opponents. In fact, you're, you're going to see uh, the guy just behind me here uh, who's going to be up in our next interview. And uh, that's P.J. Metz and the North Decatur Chargers. Uh, so
3: you've, you've got them on Friday night. Bryce, I don't know, because I am not aging. <laughs> but not only am I going to coach against this dude, I also was a coach when he played. <laughs> <laughs> but but his group kind of reminds me of Franklin County where I've seen hey, some... Wait, wait. wait a minute, just, just between you and me, Coach, you are showing your age a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can beam in a race, right? <laughs> <Anyhow>. <laughs> but um, I've kind of seen his guys grow up. Yeah. And it's, it's. I'll say it's fun to see guys on film, like his little mucker i guard. I love that dude. Yeah. I'm not going to love coaching against him, but in terms of watching him play, yeah. the knobby boy. Um, and just on down the line in terms of his personnel, that – they had to play as undersized freshmen and sophomores, and now they're getting that junior and senior range. They're well coached. And North Decatur's always played hard. PJ played hard. Now he coaches his guys to play hard, and they do. So we step out of conference, but but by no means does that mean it's any easier, right? Because we've got these guys, and then we turn around and have a Hauser team, Ad Hauser, and that's not going to be easy either. Right. So it's it's one of those where can we? I've I've I've, I've tasked my guys with two things: can they believe, mm-hmm. right, and all those things we just talked about. And then can we control our controllables? We can't control officials' calls. We cannot control how good an opponent may be. All we usually do is control those things we can control. And a lot of those things are taking care of the ball, working for great shots, getting in rebounding position, taking care and closing out defensive possessions, and absolutely getting every offensive rebound or every rebound from a free throw and not letting it become an offensive rebound for our opponent. So that's going to be our our task this weekend. And, again, it gets no easier just because we're out, out of conference um, Coach's game with Franklin County went very similar to ours. Yep. So on paper, it looks like it's going to be, as it always is, a good matchup on Friday night as as we welcome North Decatur in. And, and one quick note, and just so Coach knows this too and he can hear it from me, Garrett's game is Friday night as right. well. I was going to ask. And there's a reason why it's, it's North Decatur one year and it's Franklin County the other because they bring fans, right? So their side of the gym is, is a lot of people and their fans, Franklin County's fans on the other years. They're so gracious. They get up, they cheer really loud for those kids, so just awesome to have to, to share that moment with them because it's, it's just a special night and we'll be looking forward to sharing that as well every time that i've been there it's
2: i am i am deeply touched by what i see uh, out there every year that, that i've been a part of it so congratulations again on that and you know wish your team continued success and good luck to you this weekend thank you bryce thank you coach aaron garrett of the batesville bulldogs and we will be back with pj metz of north decatur after this short time out here on coach's corner country 103.9 wrbi chocolate caramel
0: lava bun cake Chocolate Caramel Lava Bundt Cake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Bundt Cake. Isen's Family Pizza has a new amazing Chocolate Caramel Lava Bundt Cake. you got to try one of our personal-sized chocolate bundt cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yummo! Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for Batesville, the best pizza, and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or isensfamilypizza.com.
3: Nothing brings the family together like a home cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Gehrings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Gehrings today. Whirlpool and Gehrings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
1: Back to More Coaches Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on one hundred three point nine WRBI.
2: And welcome back here once again to Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Uh, and where this uh, show is brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. A reminder, we have four basketball broadcasts this week. Round three of the South Ripley-Jacksondale girls matchup is tomorrow night, a slightly later start around 7.20 following the Eagles senior night. Thursday, it's the South Ripley girls at Switzerland County. Friday and Saturday, we have North Decatur boys on twice, both road games for the Chargers at Batesville Friday and at East Central on Saturday. So I think that's a pretty good segue for our next guest, as he is the head coach of the north decatur boys in his second season he is pj metz good evening coach and thanks for being here and welcome to the show
5: hey absolutely thanks for having me
2: it's great to have you here uh the team right now six and seven on the season two and one in the mid Hoosier conference and before we get into some of the specifics about your games how about giving me the big picture look for the Chargers? what do you like about this team right now
5: you know what i like about this team um we got one senior and we're competing already this year, you know, maybe competing doesn't necessarily come in wins and losses or wins yet. Uh, you know, but we're getting there. We're, we're taking some lumps and we're, and we're learning some lessons from it. Uh, and, and as this team continues to gel and grow, you hope that, uh, towards the end of February here and going into March, you're peaking at the right time and hopefully leading that first sectional win, um, for this group.
2: Well, when your team has not had success, uh, has there been like a common theme with the losses or have those losses come in a variety of ways?
5: You know, I've I, I got to give kudos to our opponents. Um, our, our first five games, uh, you know, if you go back and you look, um, you know, with, with Greensburg, um, edinburgh south decatur and then you get into jackson dell and edinburgh right. and those are just some really good quality opponents that yes. you know on any given year you might get a couple of those games but this year they're they're very well um competing wise uh very well coached and, and all coaches do a good job with those five groups so i wouldn't say that there's been lessons in you know losing necessarily other than we take from it uh, what we need to take from it get better uh, and try to implement that as we move forward
2: as we take a look at a couple of your games, and we're going to have Coach uh, Wildy of South Decatur on in just a little bit, but uh, the, the Cougars had won the last five meetings uh, leading up until this season, and you get them twice this season. The first meeting in Westport, wow, uh, second quarter was really big for you guys, and Lance Nobby had just a monster game, 26 26- points and 18 rebounds
5: he did and that was kind of um you know he's he's been bothered with some knee trouble going back to the summer uh and he hasn't really he he looks like now he's finally starting to get his bounce back a little bit but that was a game that we knew he had to come up big for us in order for us to be successful uh and he kind of positioned himself down there where some balls rolled off the rims and i think he ended up with you know double digit rebounds and a lot of those were offensive rebounds for putbacks uh Mm -hmm. and just had a phenomenal game uh and it fortunate for us we were on the right end of the scoreboard in that one
2: Caden Muckerheye turns in 12 points for you in that game, and then uh, you go to the second meeting. You were down one at the half, but you had a big third quarter, 25-15. to Uh, Muckerheye gives you 25 in that one.
5: He gave us 25, and Caden does a great job for us. You know, he's probably one of our most valuable components. Um, You know, South Decatur likes to press and like to put pressure on you, full court, half court, uh, and he handles it well. You know, he gets us into our offense. that second matchup for us, we felt going into halftime was kind of where we wanted to be. Uh, we didn't play significantly well on the offensive end in the, the first half, but we kind of came out in that second half, settled in, got the looks that we wanted. Um, our efficiency around the rim, especially in that fourth quarter, was kind of key and kind of crucial, um, to, You know, especially with the flow and the tempo of the game. Um, and by the time it was all said and done, it ended up double digits, and that's where we wanted it to be.
2: Uh, in addition to uh, the two that we just talked about, I know that uh, Jacob Scruggs and Dale Peters have also played a pretty pivotal uh, role for your team this year. South Carolina. South Carolina, I'm sorry. Yeah,
4: that's okay. <laughs> that's all right.
2: Yeah. So let's uh, jump now ahead as we look to uh, some of your recent games. Um, after the second win over South Decatur, you lost a pair of games to uh, – uh, couple of athletic 3A programs 49-39 at Lawrenceburg on the 15th and this past Saturday 69-56 at Franklin County coach Garrett was uh, alluding to to that matchup earlier against the Tigers uh you really were in a situation where you were playing catch up the entire night down 20 to 8 after the first quarter
5: and, and we were you know you know we go back to common themes with losses I, I guess one thing that I could have alluded to a little bit better is something we've got to get better at and this is no exception this past Saturday night is Road games on Saturdays, getting off the bus and being ready to play. Right. And you know, quality opponents, especially this gauntlet that we're in currently, you know, with the likes of the Lawrenceburgs and East Central Batesville coming up, you got to be off the bus, right mindset, ready to rock and roll. Because if you don't, you're playing catch up. It's going to be a right. long night. Um, and we had an okay fourth quarter. Uh, kind of, we ended up cutting it to 10. Um, but it's hard, especially with the athletes and the success that Lawrenceburg has had this year, it's hard to play catch up, especially right. the entire night. You know, they got the Bobo kid in the middle. Craig Kidd down on the block and then they've got a flurry of guards that make things tough on you from the perimeter so some of the things that we were trying to do they were pushing us off our spots kudos to them they had a pretty good defensive game plan for what we were going up against um but like you said it's kind of hard to play catch up and uh if you don't get off the bus ready to go it's going to be a long night
2: well they're playing well they've won five of their last six but as I was talking with coach Garrett earlier and I know you overheard it I don't think there's a hotter team right now in our area than Franklin County winners of 10 straight
5: they are, and we had the opportunity to play them this summer um, up at D1 camp in Fort Wayne, and the Ertle kid was not there at the time. Um, and we, we played with them, um, you know, for three-quarters of that game, and they just got that athleticism. I, you go to Chad Cox, and, he, and Coach Garrett alluded to him a little bit, a little bit ago, but um, – He's one of the best, if not best, players on our schedule, and he, he does it all. You know, he's right. so successful. We try to zone him a little bit. Gets the ball into the middle. There were a couple really athletic moves that he just rip and go baseline, and he right. takes off on one side and he reverses up on the other, just like. <laughs> <laughs> and our guys are kind of looking at each other, like you know, that yeah. is athleticism, yeah. that is quickness, uh, and he's he's a great player. Quietly, um, everybody says, "Wow." Quietly, everybody, <laughs> even the opposing coach, sometimes, right? <laughs> No but course. but Coach Foster has them playing great. What are they on ten game win streak? I yes, think right now. Yeah. And looking at that, we were he and I were talking before their game. You know, looking at that sectional, that is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. There are tremendous five six seven teams that on any given night, if you don't show up ready to play, you could find yourself going home. Right. Um, so. It's going to be a great one for those guys
2: well you continue to play out of conference uh, you've got a couple of games coming up we have both of those games uh, this week on WRBI Friday night you take on uh, Batesville at Batesville Saturday
5: at East Central first talk about your matchup with the Bulldogs you know looking uh, we got to watch the Bulldogs twice now in person we actually made the trip down um, on Saturday night or Friday night I'm sorry against Franklin County and got to watch them there and then we got to go back and watch them in the consolation game of the Ripple County tournament um, to kind of see the zone a little bit that uh, coach Garrett has kind of switched to you always know they're going to be prepared, very well prepared, and they've got the athletes and the length um, to kind of give you trouble if shots aren't falling right. on any given night. you know. And, and he's done a really great job of getting his kids to buy in offensively with you know the offensive series that they run. So getting off the bus again, whether it's Friday night or Saturday night, we've got to be ready to play, and we've got to be ready to match the physicality. And then
2: uh, Saturday night doesn't get any easier. You head to St. Leon to take on East Central and coach David Disbro.
5: Yeah, and, and another good well-coached ball club. Coach Gisbrough has been there for many years now and and what he gets his kids to buy in and their game plan what they want to do. Uh, You know, it's kind of hard sometimes when you just watch film uh, as opposed to getting the eye test. So we haven't got the eye test necessarily on them, but, you know, from what I can gather, they're hard-nosed, they're tough, they, you know, they really defend well. uh, And so it's, if we don't, come onto the floor uh, ready to play from the opening tip again that could be another Lawrenceburg night for us so to speak as you
2: take on two teams like Batesville and East Central and it's outside of conference your team right now sitting two and one in the conference so that's a pretty good spot to be in right now still with some games to go what do you hope to gain um out of out of playing somebody like a Batesville and like an East Central
5: you know, you, you hope to gain that that sense of if you can play with these guys, then then hopefully you, you would think that it would translate to when you get back into the 2As and the 1As that kind of we finish out our schedule with. You can't teach experience when you're going in practice. I mean, you go against JV, you go against guys that um, sometimes – Uh, in our in your own conference that I guess you could match up better with but when you're going against guys that are physically stronger jump higher and do those types of things you'd hope that you you get that extra step or you find that extra gear to where you can compete I guess at a higher level so not that the competition drops off because you know but when you go back down to you know playing some of the likes of our conference uh, you hope that 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 competition that you got to go through with the EIC and those those 3A type schools you hope that it carries over and you find some more success not not that things will come easier um, but where the quickness may not be as quick right. so to speak
2: we mentioned some of your players just a short time ago and also inadvertently some of, of Kendall's <laughs> players uh, but uh, any surprises out of your group so far but you, you you go through the summer with your kids and then you actually get into the season itself and then things start to fall into place is there anything that's has surprised you out of this group?
5: You know, our second leading scorer, actually tied for first leading scorer right now, is Blake Spears. Uh, and Blake Spears is a kid who was out all last year uh, and would have probably been our top minute owner as a sophomore, but unfortunately, he suffered a knee injury. Uh, with an ACL, and that put him out all last year. Right. So you never know. I mean, a first-year varsity kid. How's he going to respond? How's he going to handle it? Especially coming off, you know, a significant knee injury. Right. Um, and he's really given us a boost. Whereas last year we didn't have that kid that could spread the defense out. Uh, so he he's given us that. And then I think too, I know he got some big-time minutes that we weren't necessarily expecting. Out of the freshman Caden Muckerhide, but right. but coming into this year, he you can tell that physically he's put on more strength. Yeah. I don't know if it was possible for him to get quicker, but I think he may have. <laughs> <laughs> and where he struggled with, um, you know, the the senior laden teams last year really press, pressuring him, full right. and half court. Right. He's responded well to it this year, and, and there's not a whole lot that can rattle him. So those two, I think, our backcourt being solidified, I think, has been a surprise. It was good, great to see it this summer. Uh, and as we've, we've gone on this season and everybody else has kind of went along with them, obviously Lance Nobby had a great year last year, uh, and he just continued that success on this year.
2: Coach, uh, great seeing you again. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a year, as a matter of fact. We look forward to seeing you again this weekend. All the best to you. It'll be great. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming down tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. P.J. Metz, the head coach of the North Decatur Boys. And after this brief timeout, the South Decatur Boys Hoop Coach, Kendall Wildy will join me. You're listening to Coach's Corner, delivered by Isen's Family Pizza
0: on 103.9 WRBI. Chocolate caramel lava bun cake. Chocolate caramel lava Bunk. cake. Chocolate caramel lava Bunk. cake. Ison's Family Pizza has a new amazing chocolate caramel lava butt cake. you got to try one of our personal sized chocolate butt cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yum-o! Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for for the best pizza and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or Ison'sFamilyPizza.com. Hurt and Elko, your local Linux dealer, is 50 years old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful counter staff can help you do-it-yourselfers and contractors, and our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Hurt and Elko, celebrating 50 years of business. As COVID-19 continues to affect our community, Margaret Mary Health encourages you to help them slow the spread of this dangerous virus. Studies show unvaccinated adults have a 10 times greater risk of hospitalization than those who are vaccinated for COVID-19. Whether you're in need of your first dose or your booster dose, the shot is available for free at their Occupational Health and Wellness Center located in Batesville. To schedule an appointment, call 812-932-5105. Coaches Corner
1: delivered by Ison's Family Pizza continues from 103.9 WRBI
2: sitting in once again for the hall of famer ron raver i'm bryce kendrick welcome back to coach's corner from Eisen's family pizza on wrbi our show is also brought to you in part by fleetwood chevrolet buick along with george's pharmacy and medical equipment thanks to north decatur boys basketball coach pj mats for coming on the show in our last segment it was his first time this season uh, for being one of our guests and also from decatur county up in westport another uh, first time guest this season to the coach or to this coach's show he is the fifth year head coach at south decatur kendall Wildy. good evening coach thanks for coming down it's a pleasure to have you on the show
4: oh, it's my pleasure thanks bryce thanks for invitation always love talking about high school basketball
2: that's right we're going to talk a little bit about those south decatur cougars and uh, uh, like your uh, county class and conference counterpart pj metz if i could work all those in into one sentence uh, your cougars are having around the 500 mark seven and eight on the season and also two and one in the mhc so As a whole, as you take a look, big picture-wise, for this team right now, how would you evaluate your club?
4: Yeah, uh, that we're coming, coming along. Um, We got off to a really slow start. We were one and three at the beginning, and uh, we we battled some injuries, battled the COVID thing. You know, just had some people out, and just seemed like it took forever to get all of our um, all of our pieces together, even at a practice. You know, to be able to put some things uh, in place. So, uh, but you know what? Sometimes that makes you stronger down the stretch as well. Uh, some other kids got to, a chance to step up and play in in some roles that they might not have early in the year, and I think we're starting to play better right now. Our our schedule is kind of tough to to uh, to show that, right. because we got off to the bad start, and then we start playing well, and then we uh, come up against Bloomington North and Connersville and Greensburg, and got Columbus North next week. All so. Right.
2: I I haven't heard of those schools before. Are they any good?
4: (laughs) Well, you know what? They've proven to us they're good. Yes, they are. (laughs) But it's also making us better. Sure. So uh, record-wise, it's been a little bit tougher than what we've been accustomed to the last couple of years. Uh, But that's okay. I I think in the long run, you know, it's going to benefit us. Uh, Again, early in the year, um, we, we relied so so much the last few years on a 6-6 lane Lauderball, who right. is the leading scorer in school history leading rebounder in school history and and when you're trying to put those pieces together we had everybody looking around like where's lane you know what? Right. Well, where is he to bail us out and so uh, uh of course we got hunter johnson and and then you know he's starting to get a good core uh, uh group around him that's right. really starting to gel and i think the chemistry is coming together yeah.
2: Well, you brought up the fact that early on you were bitten by the injury bug, you were dealing with COVID, and it's not only having having those pieces out at that particular time, but then once you kind of get them back, you know, it takes a little while for everybody to kind of have that cohesiveness.
4: Yeah, and that's exactly where we've been uh, – uh, where we struggled, you know, early on to, to get to where we are right now. So, you know, we, we had a lot of uh, kids that didn't have any varsity experience and, and – Um, You know, now they've come in, and they're really starting to learn their roles and play in those uh, situations. And, of course, Hunter's been great all year long, but these other kids are just coming alongside of him. He's done a great job of bringing them uh, along with him. And, uh, you know, I just look for some pretty big things going down the stretch.
2: As we kind of look at uh, what your team is doing right now, you had uh, um – I want to talk about, first of all, I want to talk about Hunter Johnson, special, special Mm -hmm. player, Um, did something that uh, really just boggles the mind, putting 53 points on the board in a single game, setting both a school record, setting a county record. He had seven three-pointers, which is also a school record. I mean, that that's one heck of a night.
4: Yeah, he, and, you know, he scored from everywhere. That probably his best all-around game. And I don't say that because he scored 53 points. Mm-hmm. He, he really was distributed in the ball. Right. You know, he had four assists as well and a couple right. of steals. Uh, just a well-rounded game. 12-13 from
2: the line. 12-13 from the line. Double figures and rebounds. Yeah,
4: and, you know, Hunter's, Hunter's got a... Uh, Kind of a unique thing right now. Not unique, but it's a, it's a lost art. Hunter's got the ability to uh, take it hard off the drive and stop on the dime and take right. that 12 to 15 foot mid range jump right. shot. That you know, the game right now is uh, you, uh, you know penetrate, get yeah. the layup or kick out for a three, right.
2: and that mid range has kind of been a lost thing. I'm glad you brought that up because in, when and trying to get some stuff for, for what I do and put some things together, I will look at highlights of yeah. off the huddle video and to see him do exactly what you're talking about. You don't see too many kids doing that. Anymore. Yeah, and he's explosive. You know, he's he's
4: got a little bit of quickness to him. He's got a lot of strength, uh, and you know, he gets up on his jump shot. Yeah. Um, so, it, that night, everything was clicking, you know, he was hitting the threes, right. he was able to drive to the basket, he was getting fouled going to the line and, you know, just had a lot of... We had no idea. Uh, matter of fact, um, we, t- we took him out just a little under two <laughs> minutes, about two minutes to go, and we finished the game and go in the locker room, and our point guard, Jacob Scruggs, was having a, an issue, Not nothing major, he's okay, but his mom took him to the emergency room uh-huh. there at the end of the game. So, we go into the locker room and immediately just start praying for Jacob, and we get right. done with the prayer and jim jameson our principal's there and he said i he points to hunter and me and he says i need to see you and i need to see you and so we're like oh boy what would we do some <laughs> fan did this or or hunter said something on the floor or right. who knows what happened and so on the way out he said he just broke the single game scoring record and we had no hunter had no that clue. was
2: that was my idea uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you guys know what it was going in yeah, as the no. game was progressing did you say is he getting close and no. wow and no. yeah and you had him out what wouldn't you have felt bad if he ended up like a board oh, short because yes. you, you pulled him out for
4: the last yes. two minutes? Yeah, I really would have. You know, I'm glad it worked out the way it did because I'd have felt like a heel in that situation. But I'm also glad that it happened in a game that it was a competitive game throughout. Right. You know, and everybody did have their starters in. You know, all the way down to that last sure. couple of minutes. So right. I'm glad it happened in a good competitive game, a conference game for us. And and uh, he deserves it, boy. He's a hard-working young man, and he's really put the time into his game.
2: Yeah, he had a, he had a a heck of a weekend too because that wasn't the only game that he that he played well that week and and his collective efforts earned him uh, the IBCA uh, player of the week for District 3 for a second time this year
4: yeah he's been able to to uh, get that a couple of times an honorable mention a couple of times as well and uh, you know he started the year he, I think he was the very first week of the year because right. he started those two games with 42 and 42 yeah uh, so 84 uh, th- that night and then um, this past weekend with the 53 I believe what he yeah, have 34, 34. Yeah. yeah so another you know an 87 point yeah. weekend as well so
2: and another nice uh, free throw shooting night he was 11 of 13 yeah. that night
4: yeah and, and, and with his game and all the scoring that he's doing and, and by the way you know it's just not give me points either you know we, we were looking at it and against the Bloomington Norths Connersville Greensburg, you know th- those three and four A schools that we played as well. He would still be leading the state in scoring. So right. he, you know, it, now it's it comes tougher because you know it's like at Greensburg the other night that three point shot that he normally can just elevate and get over the top of people, you know, Comer and and those guys. There there's up a little bit of length yeah. there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So he had a little bit harder time on that, uh, but he still had 28 points against him as well. But yeah. you know all those efforts. Have, I think he's right at 1700 right now, about 188 behind Lane. So if he stays healthy, uh, he should be the the South Cater's career-leading scorer by the end of the year.
2: Well, he's certainly, he's certainly a fun young man to watch, but I don't want to focus all my time on Johnson here, because, and I started talking about a couple of your players when I had P.J. Mets. but uh, talk a little bit about Scruggs and Peters.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Jacob Scruggs as a sophomore point guard, is just he, he's just been a phenomenal player for us. Um, he, he just has his, his ball handling skills, you know, he, he can just handle the ball so well and be able to penetrate and get to the basket. Now, sometimes he has trouble finishing because of his size if he gets around too many trees, right? and we're really working on him doing a little bit better job of kicking it out at uh-huh. that point in time. You know, the penetration's great, but uh, we, we've got some pretty good shooters that are standing out on, on the perimeter that if he'll kick it out to them, uh, we got a good opportunity to get a good look at a three. So, we're working on that, but man, he's a, he's a great ball. He's He's averaging about 16 points a game for us right now as well, yeah. and so as a sophomore, uh, he's going to have a couple. And you know what? What what's neat is you know, you know the guy coming in here next uh, is going to talk to you. They got a pretty good point guard too. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, PJ just left, and and they got a great point yeah. guard. Yeah. And the games that we've had with South Ripley and North Decatur to see those, I, I, I said going into our North Decatur game, I think that point guard matchup is the key to the game. Yeah. And truthfully, in that game, Mucker Hyde got the best of, of uh, Scruggs. So, you know, that's okay. We've got a sectional game left that's to go, right. and we'll see what happens in that one. But, you know, just the point guards in the area right now with their quickness and their ability to get into the offense and to penetrate and do some things, it's just it's fun watching, you know,
2: at that level with those point guards, just what they're what they're being able to create and do. I asked PJ this question earlier. You have a chance to, to be with your team during the summer and you get to work with them, mm-hmm. then you have a little bit of time off, and then, then you get back into the flow of, of the winter season. Anything surprise you from what you had with the group over the summer and then once you actually start to really get into the nuts and bolts of the X's and O's of this season, anything surprise you?
4: Yeah, and by the way, those changes with being able to be with your kids all summer, yeah. you know, back in the day when I coached, uh, we were limited to what we could do. You know, all this stuff now wears a 60-year-old guy out. Right. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it's good, though. It's a, it's a good thing, but it does take a lot of time. But Now, I would just say um, – I would just say I've been surprised with how competitive we've been able to be. Mm-hmm. Um, when you lose over the last couple of years, you lose the point guard we had in Dominic Walters right. a couple of years ago and then Lane Lauderball last year and then some peripheral players that that went along with them. We've lost a lot in two years. And I knew Hunter was going to be an outstanding – you know, he's a special player, he really is. But I didn't know – how the guys would come around him and some. Inexperienced players, how they would step up, right? And they've done a phenomenal job. I, I, I guess my, I've been pleasantly surprised with how well some. Dale Peters yep. is a prime example. He's shooting the ball extremely well right now, and mm-hmm. and uh, defensively, he leads us in deflections, you know, on defense and little things that a lot of people don't notice that you know he's doing a great job. And then a little guy like Luke Burton, you know, this little five eight five nine guard that comes out of nowhere, and man, he is just everywhere, you know. And I, I'm on the guy Guys all the time how can he go in and get four rebounds a game and you guys can't get your hands on the ball you know and it's just because he's so active and right And uh, so we just and and I could go on and on, and you don't have enough time for that, but probably my biggest surprise is how some of those inexperienced guys have stepped up and filled roles for us. That's
2: fantastic. So let's take a look ahead of the weekend now. You get back into conference, you're going to take on Hauser. Uh, What do you know about uh, Brent Keck's Jets?
4: Well, you know, I know they're playing better, you know, and and they uh, have done well lately. They had a big win this weekend against Rising Sun. Uh, and and the concern for us with Hauser is their inside play.
2: Yeah.
4: Um. You know that they, they uh, they're they're strong on the inside and, and uh, with, with Bates and Johnson. You know Johnson's a big kid and he likes to throw his body around and we're not big. And so uh, you know Bates is an experienced player. I think he's like a three-year starter for them and you know he's led them in scoring the last couple of years and and you get those two together and they work the ball pretty well and see each other well. Um, we're going to have a hard time defending that, and we're going to have to work on some things at doubling down and trying to take some things away. Uh, We'll probably probably rely on our full-court pressure and putting a lot of pressure on the guards and on the perimeter so they don't get an easy look into the inside, but uh, that's a concern for us. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm sure that with the double weekend and, and you guys sitting 2-1, and one, the conference same as uh, North Decatur right mm-hmm. now, that uh, obviously the MHC game is taking priority over the yeah. two. But you do close out with Triton Central on Saturday. A quick thought about the Tigers.
4: Yeah, you know, that's a big one for us because um, we came away with, uh, you know, just feeling really good last year. We picked off, uh, you know, South Ripley had a phenomenal year. And, and you know, we just – We just felt so fortunate to be able to escape on Friday night and Mm -hmm. be able to get a win there. And then Triton turns around and beats us on a last-second shot Mm -hmm. on Saturday night. Mm So um, we've been trying to keep that in our kids' minds all year long, you know, because they are a sectional opponent and and one that we're going to have to deal with. Um, They had a big win against Indianapolis Lutheran this past weekend. Um, so I, we, we even went to, I, when I put my month-to-month calendar out, I do it in green so that they remember the green of both South Ripley and Triton Central <laughs> and just don't forget that green's out there and we yeah. have to face those two teams in the yeah. sectional. Are,
2: are you true on your colors, though? Is it a forest green or is it a Kelly green? Yeah, it's whatever that computer spits <laughs> out. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, Coach, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for coming down. Great catching up with you. Yeah, you too, Bryce. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. And we'll do it again. All Kendall right, Wildy, head coach of the South Decatur Cougars. We're going to take another short time out when we come back. Uh, one of those green team coaches is going to join us. That's Tyler Teasing of South Ripley. You're listening to Coach's Corner delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on
0: 103.9 WRBI. Chocolate Caramel Lava Buncake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Buncake. Chocolate Caramel Lava Buncake. Isen's Family Pizza has a new amazing chocolate caramel lava bun cake. you got to try one of our personal-sized chocolate butt cakes with warm caramel center topped with chopped pecans. Yum-o! Stop in at Ison's Family Pizza downtown on George Street for Batesville the best pizza and for our awesome desserts. 812-933-0333 or Ison'sFamilyPizza.com.
1: discover the freedom of auto pay from great plains
6: communications no more paper bills no more postage no more check writing no need to drop off a payment and no more late fees and now when you sign up for auto pay you will also receive a one-time ten dollar bill credit log on to gpcom.com slash my dash account and enroll today or call 866-382-4968. Some restrictions
1: may apply. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI.
2: Thanks a lot, John Heil, and we'd like to wish John a very happy birthday today. Happy birthday to our board up and an all-around good guy, John Heil. We'd like to thank South Decatur boys basketball coach Kendall Wildley for uh, joining us in our last segment. You're listening to Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza, also brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Berry Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. The girls' basketball tournament draw was held Sunday. If you go online to WRBIRadio.com, I have a story with all the pairings of the sectionals involving schools out of the EIAC, ORVC, and MAC conferences, plus independent Oldenburg. You've got records, poll rankings, and Sagar numbers as well. Days are shown, but not the times, because those will be announced soon by each sectional site. So uh, check that out right now. Now on wrbi radio we hope to have several girls coaches on Coaches Corner next Monday night for a tournament preview show. But as we close out tonight's show, we have a friend from South Ripley. He's coaching in his fourth season with the Raider Boys, and that would be Tyler Teasing. Coach, good evening to you, and welcome back to the show.
6: Hey, thanks for having me.
2: Appreciate you coming in on a on a busy section <laughs> uh, schedule. And uh, you know, this team right now is ten and five overall, four and zero in the conference. Team has won five in a row and seven of the last eight. You got to be feeling pretty good about this team right now.
6: Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, You know, we just we actually watch film of ourselves against Milan. You know, just continue to try to get better Um, because there's a lot of little things that we're still not we're not doing right. We're not crisp enough, Um, and we're hoping by watching film and you know letting them see what we see, we're hoping that maybe eventually now that we're going to go through what we call our tough stretch, really tough stretch of the season, um, we're hoping that you know some of those things that we're not very good at yet maybe we can kind of clean
2: up right and then just slowly but surely you know be at our best towards sectional you mentioned Milan, and with this five game winning streak that you're on it started and is continuing now with Milan being the last game so as you were going back and looking at film and you know talking about those little things did you see differences in the way that your team played in the first time that you played Milan versus the second time you played him?
6: Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I give credit to Milan. You know, it, it's a rivalry game, rivalry game right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, going to that game, I knew it wasn't going to be, I think we won maybe like 22 points maybe the first time. And really, that they came out on a nine zero run to start the game in the Ripley County Tournament. Um, but in that game, it, it's just a rival game. It's a physical game. Um, I, we didn't play well at all, and that's why we watched that game. Def- right. Defensively, I thought we were, we were good, especially in the first half. Second half, we had some laps. But it's just some of our offensive stuff, and a lot of it has to do with you know the spacing of our offense, guys cutting at the same time when they shouldn't be cutting, just little things that, again, we just have to clean up. Right. Um, and I didn't see that against Milan the first time. Right. Um, but it also helps to – You know, we shot the ball a lot better against Mylon the Mm -hmm. first time, but you know, you got to give some credit to Mylon, too, on that. I think they had a lot to do with that. Um, They made Nick Shorty really uncomfortable. He was over four from the field, but I thought Nick, if you look at his stat line, I thought Nick had a really good game. Um, He led us in deflections with 12 deflections because he's so long. Mm -hmm. Uh, He led us in rebounding with, I think, seven or eight. Uh, And, you know, he. He finished at the rim fairly well. He just wasn't his typical Nick Shorty, where he's out there shooting threes. Right. Uh, but that's in expanding his game too. So um, overall, we, we were happy. You know, obviously, you know, uh, playing your playing your rival and, and Milan, it's always good to win, especially in the conference game.
2: With the yeah, the, within this current five game winning streak, we played Milan twice. Uh, you had O A Hauser in Switzerland County. Of those five games, as a coach, when you walked off the floor without looking at the film or anything else, you walked off the floor out of each of those five games. Which one were you most happy with?
6: Uh, I would say Hauser. Uh, that's the one that stands out to me the most. Um, Hauser, you know, and coaches got done talking about it. Um, they, they pose. They, they, they have some problems that we struggle at. They got some beef inside. Yeah. Uh, guard play to guard play. I, I I'm really comfortable with those matchups. Um, but I like the way that we just battled. Um, and then we made some adjustments at halftime, and I was happy the way that we adjusted on the fly because it seems like anymore, you know, when you're trying to make some adjustments uh, out of nowhere, it, it, kids struggle with that. So I was right. really happy with that. Um, and we had other guys step up. You know, it was another game that I didn't feel Nick shot the ball very well. Right. But we had other guys step up, and I think that's going to be big because, you know, I think sometimes there's a um, – Misconception of the fact that you know it's just Nick Shorty who can score. We have other guys that can score. Sure. Nick, I think he's averaging about sixteen points a game, which probably has dropped a little bit because of last game. But you know, you got uh, Gentilly, who's almost reaching double figures. We have a freshman, Blaine Ward, who's right. reaching pretty close to double figures. Um, Blake uh, Blake Voltz is also close to double figures, and he's right around that nine point nine, I think. To be honest with yeah. you, um, uh, Gentilly is around that eight to nine. Ward is getting close to that nine point five. Mm-hmm. So we have other guys that can score. Uh, but it helps when Nick is, you know, playing really well for us, which he has been. So that that Hauser game, it just – I was happy the way that we battled inside. That was a very physical game for us inside, um, and we just – competed and other guys stepped up and we were able to get to win especially at Hauser
2: yeah you were talking about some of those those other kids besides Schwarty and their ability to score we at last saw you down at Switzerland County and I know they're they're dealing with a a little bit of an injury issue right now but uh I mean this team collectively just shot lights out that night 14 of 29 from three-point range 53 percent overall and you had players like Blaine Ward put in 15 and Cole Henry get a dozen and Dalton Smith get 10 so there were a lot of contributions that night
6: yeah, and like I said, it's really nice to see because that was one of the games where uh, Nick didn't shoot the ball very well. Right. Um, you know, but he did other things, though, too. Sure. But it's really nice to see. I thought Zach Gentile had a really good game. Um, maybe not in the points, but I thought he had a good defensive game, and he, he led our team being a point guard. Um, I thought Blake had a really good game, too. And it. we were a different team, and any coach can say that, to be honest with right. you. When we hit shots, we look good. Uh, but I, I think that's really our team because right. – against Milan we were five of 17
0: yeah. and
6: our offense just didn't look very good right. so this team is a lot different we can get our perimeter shots to go in because we don't we don't have that physical presence underneath right. for us to kind of alleviate the problems you know we're not like IU who you know can go to Jackson Davis and you know he can get a bucket any time we right. uh we really got to rely on a lot of our perimeter shots and If we're on, we look good. If we're off, we have to scrape and call for everything that we got.
2: Well, as everybody says, it's an easy game when you score the ball. (laughs) Easy to coach, too. (laughs) Yeah, no question. So, you know, you talk about things like scoring, and you talk about things like rebounding. I I want you to highlight for me a player or two that doesn't have the numbers that would give them, like, you know, the everyday type of recognition like a Schwarty, but stuff that is done that you see as a coach that doesn't necessarily show up in the stats sheet.
6: Oh, boy. Um, the first name that comes to my mind is probably Blake Vols. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about that on my way here, uh, or, or wait, way to school this morning. I feel like Blake is kind of the most underrated player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's times that I'm like, man, I think I'm on him all the time. <laughs> you know, Blake probably thinks that I really don't like him. But he, he does a lot of just little things that a lot of people, other than probably coaches, yeah. they don't see. Uh, just the small intangibles because he is scrappy. He right. does get a lot of flexions. He plays hard every single possession. Yeah. And I know, and there's times that he has to guard a guard, and there's times he's got to guard people that are just a little, just a little more oversized than him. So right. I, I would say he's probably the most underrated player on our team. Um, has the ability to score, um, and you know and he defends really well. And, and half the time he is guarding our our the opponent's best player too. So you know, for people out there who or assign something like that it's hard to defend them and then go out and try to score um, he doesn't do anything flashy at all he just goes out there puts his hard hat on and
2: does his job team right now is sitting 4-0 on the rvc which is a great spot to be in but uh, we're not talking about conference opponents for this weekend you're going to be out of conference and you got a really tough matchup against a very athletic lawrenceburg team on friday night talk about the matchup with the tigers
6: tall uh <laughs> we uh, we, we start three guys that are under six foot, and they don't have one guy in their lineup that's under six foot. Right. So um, it, it's going to be tough for us, but it's also it's good for us. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that we go out there, and we're playing at Lawrenceburg, which makes it even harder. I think that's a bit of a hard place to shoot. But I think last time we played there, we actually shot the ball well. Um, you know, you got the Bobo kid, the older Bobo. I think his name's Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Um, you know, he sits at 6'8". He's mm-hmm. tall. We, uh, our tallest guy is 6'5", maybe 6'6", six, six with his long hair and neck. Um, and then, you know, they got the Ashton Craig, who's a Division One specimen. Right. Uh, huge, just ginormous. Yeah. Um, Offensive lineman going to Notre Dame. Exactly. Yeah. And then you got another, uh, I don't know if he committed, the D1 athlete. in Patel and Key. Yeah, Patel, yeah, very yeah, good yeah, athlete. Yeah. So, I mean, they got great athletes. Um,
2: I said Key, I meant Gary. Gary, yeah.
6: <laughs> uh, they, uh, they're going to be tough, uh, no doubt about it. I think they're coached really, really well. They're very disciplined. Um, but I, I think if, if we make shots, you know, like we talked mm-hmm. about, I, I think, I think we'll be okay. Um, even with the, the size discrepancy, I really like our guys cause you know, I watch us. I'm like, how are we in these games sometimes yeah. we, we are shooting so bad, but <laughs> sometimes I don't think I give our guys enough credit of how scrappy they are. One of the things that. You know, we talked about early on in the year is is a JYD mentality, a junkyard dog, ah. uh, because we are under gains. We got to defend and take care of the ball, and that's two things that I feel like through the course of 15 games, I, I think we've done that pretty well. Mm-hmm. But we'll see because um, our our opponents are going to be a lot better moving in, and not saying anything bad about our other opponents. Just you know, it's the strength of schedule is going to get tougher when you play the Lawrenceburgs and then Shelbyville, who's you know record-wise is, is not very good right now. I think they got two wins, but. They're, the teams that they play are off the charts. Right. Um, and then, you know, we turn around and play a very good South Southwestern handover team the following week uh, during girls' sectional, and then we turn around and we play a Southie and Seymour. Yeah. So, I mean, it, we're going to see what we're made of um, here in the next five games, and hopefully we continue with that JYD mentality and we
2: scrape out a couple wins. You mentioned the, the Southwestern game, and that's, that's always an interesting night when you play on a Thursday night in the middle of the girls' sectional week. I know athletes and coaches typically are creatures of habit. And you just have that midweek game that's just kind of tossed in there. It's it's, it's kind of a hard game to approach, isn't it? Um, I would say a Tuesday night game is probably harder, in my personal opinion, because
6: uh-huh. it's just you're in the middle of the week or earlier in the week, and it's just you don't have a lot of preparation. From preparation. Yeah, preparation. I, yeah. um, I think this one, it, it's still different. But mm-hmm. I, I don't mind this game. Um, it's I mean, how can you not get up for Southwestern? Ever since I've been at South Ripley, Southwestern's been really, really good. My yep. first year, they're ranked number one, and in two uh, A. Uh, my second year, I, they were top five in two A. Last year, they were really good. I don't know exactly what ranking, but they still right. had you know the Williams and the Meffords and uh, the little Tyler Kramer. I mean, they were still really good. Um, so it, it's easy to get up for this game, and we've been fortunate lately that we've actually uh, we've beat them a couple times, but. Last year, we had no business beating them. Somehow we did. Um, maybe this year we still have a little luck on our side and we can we can beat them if we don't play well. Because last year, we didn't play well at all. We end up figuring out a way to get a win. So um, it's going to be interesting the next five games. And I told our guys, I said, we're going to figure out what we're made of.
3: Yeah. You know, are we going to...
6: Are we gonna fall down, or are we gonna just continue to to get back up and keep fighting and see what we got heading into sectionals.
2: Well, coach, uh, greatly appreciate your time and wish you and your team uh, all the success. Hope you can keep the uh, the mm-hmm. wins coming. And thanks again for coming to the show tonight.
6: Yep, thank you, appreciate
2: it. Thank you. That's Tyler Teasing, head coach of uh, South Ripley. And uh, before I close the show out tonight, I want to thank Cecil Eisen and the staff here at Eisen's Family Pizza for being such great hosts. Our other wonderful sponsors including Gehring's, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Market Mary Health, and Brun's Gutswiller. Big thanks to the birthday boy John Heil for engineering the show at the studio and to my four coaches who took time out of their busy schedules to join me tonight. Batesville's Aaron Garrett, North Decatur's PJ Metz, South Decatur's Kendall Wildy, and South Ripley's Tyler Teasing. Our first of four basketball games is tomorrow night from the eagles nest in Osgood, and it is a key girls game in the orvc south ripley versus jackson dell part three jack won the non-conference game in november south ripley won the ripley county title game in early january tomorrow's game will go a long way in deciding the outcome of the conference join steve geesting and myself around 720 with the pregame show a slightly later start due to jackson Dell's senior night between games then on thursday night south ripley girls at switzerland county friday the north decatur boys at batesville and saturday nd on once again at east central That's going to do it for me, Bryce Kendrick, sitting in for the Hall of Famer, Coach Ron Raver, and his Hall of of Fame wife, Sally. I'll be back in tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 noon to take you through your afternoon. Until then, enjoy your evening. Thanks so much for listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
1: Join us again next time for another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at WRBIRadio.com. From 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles.